You're listening to Free Talk Live. Give us a call at 1-800-259-9231. It's your show. Take control. Take control of the airwaves. Give us a call. 1-800-259-9231. That's right. And it is Ian here with you. And Mark. A little bit under the under the weather tonight, so Mark will be taking the uh, the lead role uh, as far as doing rejoins and all that stuff. A little practice. Yes, uh, indeed. Well, Mark, wow. Um, there was a breaking story yesterday that we didn't cover on the show because, I don't know, I, I feel like if it, unless it's really important, we should wait till afterwards, get a little bit more information, get the facts a little more straight. Because whenever a story is breaking, you, you, the news media isn't so great at really keeping everything square. They're, they're not really good at, at, uh, at, I guess, putting all their information together correctly. And this, sh- this show isn't about news as much as it is about Monday morning quarterbacking uh, you know, the news. Right, it's about the issues. Yeah. And here, the issue with these flashing bomb things that are these flashing devices that the idiots in Boston government overreacted to and uh, believed were actual bombs for some reason is not necessarily about what the media would have you think it's about. The media would have you think that, oh, this is about, uh, you know, these bad, bad men and this corporation that put these evil packages all over the city. In fact, what it's about is the idea that this organization can protect you. You know, we've heard it plenty of times. In fact, Mark, I think, you know, even you believe it to an extent that the proper role of government is for the protection of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I believe that that's the proper role of government. A lot of uh, people who have that mindset believe that while they they agree with me that the government is no shouldn't be providing welfare, that the government shouldn't be educating children, that the government shouldn't be doing A, B, C, D, you, the list goes on, they are totally cool with the idea that government should be the agency to protect them from whatever threat. Uh, whether they be terrorists or flashing lights that somebody put on the side of a building somewhere. And this story just screams out to me that this is the last organization in the world that you want to protect you. If this is what they do when they perceive a threat, we've got some serious problems. Now, I don't know if you were paying attention to the story yesterday, but uh, here's, here it is. And th- this this story is probably the most absurd instance of uh, government overreaction, just maybe the most absurd story all year, so far in 2007, in my opinion. And not only is it absurd from the perspective of uh, the overreaction of the government to what were essentially harmless devices, flashing lights, essentially a, a light bright board put up on the side of a building. Right. Not only were they overreacting, and it's absurd from that angle, but what's the most absurd about it is the attitude of the government officials. And just wait until you hear the quotes from these scumbags. Boston, WCBB-TV reporting Turner Broadcasting, plans to take responsibility for the hoax devices that were found at several locations in and around Boston Wednesday that forced police bomb units to scramble throughout the area. The incidents were part of a marketing campaign that involved a character from the cartoon show Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Now, I've never seen the show... I have. But is it any good? It's funny. Sometimes funny. Well, I've got to say, this is a brilliant marketing campaign on, the, on their part. I don't think they expected it to turn into this. I can't imagine that you would put... Uh, it, the, the device does not look like a bomb. It doesn't look big enough to be a bomb. It's a flat thing. Um, not much bigger than a sheet of paper. 
and it just has some lights on it. It has a uh, the character, in case you haven't seen it, it's sort of a boxy, very minimalist style it character. It looks like a gum, gumdrop with arms and legs. Yeah, uh, and it's very stick figure-ish in a way. And he's flipping off, you know, he's apparently flipping the bird to the people that are looking at the, the sign. So the packages in question are magnetic lights that pose no danger. They're part of an outdoor marketing campaign in 10 cities in support of Adult Swim's animated television show, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Turner Broadcasting, the parent company of the Cartoon Network, said in a statement, the company said they've been in place for two to three weeks in Boston, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Atlanta, Seattle, Portland, Austin, San Francisco, and Philadelphia. So they've been up for a while at this point. So if they were bombs... They would have blown up by now. Oh, yeah. And the government would have been caught completely unawares. But then some, I don't know who it was, somebody must have called it in, right? Somebody must have called it in and gotten all scared. Some whiny little citizen of Boston getting all freaked out because there's some little stick character with a, a, a flipping them the bird. People do have active imaginations. I looked at the sign. I didn't even notice the bird flipping. I yeah. just saw arms and legs. So um, I think I, people think they live in a movie. Like, maybe that's what it is, because this is like something right out of a, just a movie. The idea that some madman terrorist would put up these little flashing signs. A silly movie. Like, the Riddler would put this up. Right. I mean, this doesn't make any, you know, this is, this isn't even a movie, this is a comic book. You know, that that, that you would have um, the Joker with a laughing uh, uh, jack-in-the-box that blows up and hurts people or spews out gas or something. Turner Broadcasting is in contact with local and federal law enforcement on the exact location of the billboards. According to the statement, and regrets they were mistakenly thought to pose any danger. Uh, they, they must have really been using a lot of restraint to not come out and say, what did you idiots think? It's a light bright board. I it mean, really is. It, it, a light bright board is the best explanation of what this is, except a light bright board has um, a light bulb in back. Yeah. And so it has some depth to it. This doesn't even have any depth. Well, they were using LEDs, I guess. LEDs, right. It, you know, so it has almost no depth. Essentially, the depth of the LEDs and then a little bit of plastic backing on that and a magnet. Oh, yeah. And then there was a part for the batteries. There's oh. a little part at the bottom where there was like 4D batteries there. I see. I... The cartoon airs as part of Adult Swim's late-night block of programs on the Cartoon Network. It features characters called Moonanites who are pictured on the found devices. A feature-length film is scheduled to be released late next month. Governor Deval Patrick has praised the response of law enforcement. Here we get into the absurd part of the article. Praised the response of law enforcement, saying that he was dismayed to learn that many of the devices are part of a marketing campaign by Turner Broadcasting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What does that quote mean? Let's read that again. He was dismayed. It's the governor. Right. Because marketing is bad. Ian. Well, I thought that the way I read this is, oh, I'm dismayed to learn that these devices are part of a marketing campaign. I really wanted them to be bombs. Isn't that essentially what he's saying? Oh, this is so disappointing. I don't. Think these could have been saying. real bombs. I don't feel like that. I'm disappointed here. I think he said, they, um, thinking to himself, well, this is just really uh, this. Uh, this is evil corporation. No, this this is irresponsible of this uh, organization to market itself in such a fashion where reasonable people could think that light bright boards were bombs. There is no one who's reasonable that could think. That. No, there isn't. But I think that that's what he's thinking. I mean, the what the else? Can, but what else th- can he say? Can he say, look? I'm sorry, my police department overreacted to this. Yeah, there are a bunch of bumbling say. fools. That's what he should say. 1-800-259-9231. Your thoughts on this insanity coming out of Boston. Again, these devices sitting up in various different cities around the country for weeks. Weeks. Nobody had a problem with them. 
All of a sudden, somebody freaks out, someone who's looking for terrorists in every shadow that he or she passes by, some paranoid whack job. Quote, the stunt has caused considerable disruption and anxiety in our community. Well, now, wait a minute. Was it the stunt or was it the government's reaction to the stunt that caused the anxiety Because the stunt didn't cause any anxiety or disruption before it was reported and the cops overreacted. No, for two or three weeks. Right. Now, can you imagine? I mean, so the stunt didn't really cause it. It was the reaction to the stunt. You're driving to work in Boston uh, one morning and you discover they've shut down an entire portion of the city. That's going to cause a little bit of anxiety. I, I love to think of um, police, uh, the, the proper role of police, as what um, Andy Griffith does. You know, I just sort of keeping the peace, as it were. And I just can't see Andy Griffith going and finding one of these Moonanites um, light things on the side of a building and going, oh, Barney, that, that, that's a bomb. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Mm. It, you know, and, and this is ridiculous. It's like, it seems to me that what you had here was, um, you know, the, the police department's like, oh, boy, we get to put on our helmets and big vests and stuff. Yeah. Let's go. This get was the their, big truck. We get the big bomb truck today. This was exactly right. This was their opportunity to be big men and go out and protect the populace. Okay, we've got the power. We can shut down the whole city if we need to. And, to and they're, still pretending, they're still pretending that these are bombs. You know, there's, no, I think they've admitted at this point that, that they're, they're not, not bombs. But, but now they want to punish the company for their, for, um, their own overreaction. They've actually arrested two of the artists that actually put these up around the city Ridiculous. and their response was incredible we're going to cover that on the way also el lobo negro is on the line your calls as well are actually el negro lobo calling from florida hopefully he'll be patient i don't think we've ever heard from him before lobo negro 800-259-9231 this is your show you take control free talk live Free Talk Live. Give us a call at 1-800-259-9231. It's your show. Hijack the airwaves. And while you're at it, go to uh, our BB or excuse me, go to our website and check out the uh, Shrine of Female Listeners. We've got uh, female listeners from all over the world, big, little, black, white, young and old. It's not a beauty contest. Check them out. And that's at shrine.freetalklive.com. That's where that's located. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Under the weather a bit tonight here. Uh, but doing the show anyway, because why not? Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about the most absurd, in my, what is in my opinion, the most absurd story of 2007 so far. The tremendous overreaction of Boston police and bureaucrats and authorities over what were essentially flashing LEDs in the shape of a cartoon character. And I want to get back to some of the quotes from this uh, just... Just some of the most disturbing, lame quotes from these Boston officials here in moments from the BostonChannel.com. But we want to go to the phones first. And then we'll, uh, we're also going to talk about the, uh, the two guys that put these signs up who are now facing charges uh, for doing so and what their response was, which I found absolutely brilliant. Uh, let's go to the phones, to the fun. Let's talk to El Negro Lobo, which I believe I had it right the first time, right, Mark? It's El Lobo, Lobo, Lobo Negro, because yeah. adjectives... Come, modifiers come after the noun, correct? Yes, it's like the wolfy black is what he said. Right. So who, uh, you're on Free Talk Live calling from Florida. Hello. Hello. Hi. I have a short story to tell you. Okay, sure. In 1945, a young girl named Katu Lata Kulu came to America in a gray boat from Africa. A mysterious man killed her by cutting the words Latua Latuka into her back. Now that you have heard this, her, her spirit will come haunt you for the next five years unless you repeat it to five other people. 
Um, no. Did you have anything else? No. Thanks. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I feel haunted already. Let's go to Alexander in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. All I have to say is what a mystic. You guys get some strange people calling in. <laughs> we do that. So what's up? <laughs> um, actually, this whole story, when I first saw it on the Internet, um, I think I saw it on bureaucrash.com, mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious. I mean, I started laughing. <laughs> I started laughing like crazy because I'm a big Albertine Hunger Force fan. Okay. Um, but uh, I think it's kind of sad because I think the police have gone, uh, you know, very far from how they were before. I mean, uh, I have a, like a personal uh, sort of anecdote to say uh I have a friend who, I won't name my friend, but she was recently molested in Miami by someone. Oh, boy. And the police know who it was, and um, and uh, they basically have a bunch of evidence against the guy, but they won't go ahead and bring him in and prosecute her. Why um, is that? Prosecute him. Um, I don't know. Uh, I really don't know, and she is, like, underage. She's not, like, a grown woman or anything, mm-hmm. so... It's kind of shady, and it seems like the cops don't really care about the situation. Hmm. And but you know, cops in Miami are willing to bust kids with you know marijuana, et cetera, sure. and willing to bust all these little easy cases and things like this, which are ridiculous. And it sort of you know that makes you question the fact, you know, why are cops out there busting kids who are you know smoking some marijuana or busting things like this, which are you know just simple things. It's that like you say, they're like going bombs. after the easy targets, like any gang or any uh, group of bullies. Uh, they go after people that can't defend themselves. Definitely, and I think I think that's uh, I think that's incredibly sad. I mean, we have a really bad defense agency. How can we uh, How can we help convince people, Alexander, that that the government isn't good at protecting people? That I mean, the government is not who we should be relying on for our safety. Are we just going to have to wait until more of these asinine stories come forward and then hopefully just use these examples to convert people over to our uh, to our view? Or are we actually going to see a point where we can have some private protection agencies spring up and actually compete with the government in order to provide people the services they're looking for? Well, I'll take sort of a position between you and Mark. And uh, I know Mark believes that by ending the drug war that these things will, you know, sort of, relieve itself and that the you know police will be more efficient in what they do and i tend to agree that if we eliminate the drug war things will come back you know to some, to, to some sense of normalcy sure but how all monopolies tend to be are very inefficient and police as long as you have a government monopoly and you know defense they'll be inefficient so i tend to think as long as we eliminate things like the drug war and all these silly things like you know thinking that these little signs on the side of the bridge are bombs as long as we eliminate these things We'll become more efficient, but hopefully in time people will start opening up to the idea of a private police. I hope so as well. Alexander, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. I also think the police should be more fee-based. In some in some ways, I believe that this might be a good idea. Um, I'm not 100% on board with it, but um, like for instance, if you get picked up for uh, robbery, mm-hmm. well, I think you should have to pay something for that. Okay, well, now hold on. Now, Now, I see where you're coming from. And I tend to agree, in general, if we're going to have a government police force, better to do it that way than, than other ways. But in this case, in the Boston story, mm-hmm. the police, um, as it said here, uh, Boston Police Commissioner Ed Davis says, quote, Emergency deployment teams were sent into the center of the city immediately upon these reports. There were significant shutdowns of not only highways, but rail traffic within the MTBA, or MBTA. Several of the devices do have common characteristics, but it's too early to say how many are connected. Uh, you know, in this case, the police response was to shut down chunks of the city. So, I mean, who's going to pay that fee? 
Because what they want now is for uh, Turner Broadcasting to to, uh, to pay no. for this police response, this insane uh, this insane reaction. Uh, no, I mean, I understand where you're coming from on that, and this is one of the reasons why it would be, you know, probably wouldn't work in, entirely. Right. Because if the police get just get to charge you whatever they want for they're going to uh, do whatever reaction, they want. They're going to you know unload fifty clips. Oh, we've got to shoot these rounds off. Oh, now we've got to now we got to go drive this truck around and burn a whole bunch of gasoline. We got to put helicopters up in the air. Now you want to talk about expensive? It is very expensive to uh, to fly helicopters around. They they use quite a bit of gasoline, as they I do. understand it. But we need to have. I mean, they, there might be uh, more of these flashing signs that we haven't spotted, and we might be able to spot, uh, spot them from the air. Let's launch the birds. I mean, they could just go as crazy as they wanted to. It's true. And then they'd say, oh, well, Mark, you're the one that called it in. I'm afraid we're going to have to charge you for this. So I don't know if that would work either. Something fundamental would have to change about the, the way police respond to things. Like, would it have been too unreasonable, for instance, in this particular case with these flashing signs, some crazy paranoid kook calls it into the police department, there might be a bomb on the corner of First and Main Street. Okay, we'll check that out there, uh, sir. Thanks for the alert. You know, send a uniformed officer there just to take... You would a... think that they would probably be... I mean, these would... It seems like these would be in areas where it would be high pedestrian traffic. For whatever yeah. reason, I've imagined that. Scope out and the there situation. there should be walking... Cops walking a beat in a high right. pedestrian um, traffic area. So, therefore, can't you just call in a cop and say, hey, take a look at that, yeah, would just, you? Yeah, just... Just scope out the situation. Psh, unit 54, uh, please report to the corner of uh, First and Main and check out uh, p- for possible bomb scare. Psh. But apparently we can't expect a reasonable response from these people. Their response is as big and as massive as it can possibly be. It's their excuse to pull out the trucks, the command centers, the helicopters, the rifles. It's their excuse to get all excited because there sure as heck isn't any real terrorism to deal with in the United States. The first package was found under Interstate 93, and the state police bomb squad was called and detonated the package in Sullivan <laughs> Square. They love doing this crap. Yeah, they do. Officials said it contained an electronic circuit board with some components that were, quote, consistent with an improvised explosive device. Huh? What are you going to blow up? Uh, the LEDs on the sign? I mean, what? I guess the battery pack? Insanity. There's more on the way here from the angry officials. And the officials, so-called, in Boston are going to be even more angry when they see what the response was from the two individuals who placed these signs around the city. I thought it was brilliant. More on the way. This is your show. You can take control. It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Give us a call at 1-800-259-9231. Talk about anything you want to talk about. It's your show. And... Check out our archives at freetalklive.com. We've got the last six days' worth of archives up there in MP3 format, easy to download. And if you're up for it, we've got the last year's worth of archives up there in, in uh, BitTorrent. That's right. So you can get anything you want. And it's free. At freetalklive.com. Exactly right. And uh, February's winner of the Lysander Spooner Award, Radicals for Capitalism, A Freewheeling History of the Modern American Libertarian Movement, by Brian Doherty. Outlines both the history of libertarianism and its true influence yet to come. Check out this and many other books and videos on liberty at lfb.com. That's laissez-faire books 
at lfb.com. By the way, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And uh, as we go to the phones, to the fun, let's talk to Josh in Kentucky, continuing the story here in moments on this uh, Boston bomb scare insanity. But, uh, Josh, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amplifier line. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Uh, I just want to say that uh, if I was going to get blown up by a terrorist bomb, I'd want it to be a moon tonight. <laughs> is that it? No, uh, and also, as a man with exceptional hair myself, uh, I love the response. I thought yes. it was well warranted. Yeah, well, since you, since you bring it up, uh, let's talk about that right now. There are two guys that were arrested for the putting these signs up in Boston, these flashing light signs to promote a television show. And they've been arrested, they've been charged, they'll get into the charges here in moments, but they had a press conference after they were bailed out. And at the press conference, all kinds of press was around asking them questions. Sure. The press were very upset when the two individuals only wanted to talk about hair. They were up there for over three minutes talking about hairstyles from the 60s and the 70s, and one of the guys has dreadlocks, so he was talking about his hair. And the, the news guys were trying to ask them serious questions about, aren't you, why aren't you taking this seriously? These are charges, this is a bomb scare. Why aren't you taking this seriously? And then the guys would respond with, uh, that's not a question about hair. Looking for questions about hair, it was just hilarious. They're totally blowing it off. And you know that the Boston, uh, the Boston authorities hate it. They hate it because they aren't being taken seriously. Well, who could take them seriously after, um, you know, calling a bunch of flashing signs bombs? Uh, Josh, any other thoughts? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net toll free line for you. So here's a little bit more information and some more just absurd quotes from the so-called Boston authorities. The first device found under Interstate 93, the state police bomb squad called in and detonated the package. Several hours later, Boston police said the department received four calls, all at about 1 p.m., reporting the devices. I'm glad they didn't think my car was a bomb when I was there. Officials responded to at least nine locations, including the Boston University Bridge, and they go on on the various different locations these were at. A device described by officials as a pipe bomb was found in the basement of the Tufts New England Medical Center at 185 Harrison Avenue. I don't think they would have put this in the basement of anywhere. A pipe bomb? Yeah. In a basement? What good would that do? A pipe bomb's meant to hurt people. Davis said that residents should not be afraid to enter or leave the city. This is uh, Commissioner, the Boston Police Commissioner. And that additional police resources have been deployed to help ensure people that they are safe. (laughs) From splashing signs. Now, as you pointed out, Mark... These signs were up for two to three weeks before anybody took uh, any paranoid crackpot took took note of them and got all scared. So actually, the police didn't do a flipping thing to keep you safe. No, I mean, it'd be one thing. They they would be able to at least claim um, being Johnny on the spot. They'd be able to claim, uh, you know, that they were right on top of it. If they got the signs immediately upon yeah. them being put up, you know, yeah, within, within 20, the first 24 within, hours. Yeah, within, within 20 minutes. Uh, look, it's a bomb. It's not going to go off in 24 hours. It's going to go off in an hour. I mean, the people just need a, enough time to get away. It's a hoax and it's not funny, said Governor Deval Patrick. I think we fell at this point, but that there is no, or I think I think we felt at this point that there's not a reason for anyone to panic, but there are reasons to be diligent. Mayor Tom Menino said... And, and, yeah, diligence would be great. How about picking it up before the before two weeks? 
Mayor Tom Menino said that all of the packages found pose no danger and that several police departments are working together to investigate suspicious calls about the devices. Quote, public safety officials are all working together. There's no time for, there is no time for anyone to panic. We believe we have the situation in hand. Go about your business. <laughs> I mean, can this guy be any more cliche? Can you just be any more uh, like the cliche mayor just spouting just cliches out of your mouth? This guy makes me sick. This is the same jerk that wanted to put uh, state police on the border of Ma- New Hampshire and Massachusetts to stop guns from coming into the state. This guy is the just huge, a the huge gun, life. the huge gun ring that uh, operates between the border of uh, Massachusetts and New Hampshire. Apparently, the individuals who place these packages should be warned that there is a heavy penalty. Two to five years imprisonment for each one of them. We are not playing around. Oh, my gosh. These people are so insane. This is the most absurd story I've seen yet this year. They put these flashing light bright boards up around the city, and because some people freaked out, it's a crime? Now, look, if there's a crime here... If they'd have hung a rubber chicken there and people claimed it looked like a bomb... Oh, my gosh! It could have explosives inside it! I mean, it's just ridiculous. This is ridiculous. But if there's anything that uh, anyone had done wrong here, as far as the guys that put these boards up, Mm -hmm. it's that they might not have had permission. That's the only thing that I question. They had something like 40 different boards around the city. Sure, they didn't have permission, but can you imagine what it would take to get... Also, people... Mm, excuse me. People post handbills all the time on um, all over in cities. Mm-hmm. Nothing's done to these people. Right. Um, nothing's done to the organizations these handbills are for. No one calls them up and says anything. I don't think it would have taken much to get permission. You uh, would go in, say, hey, I'm with Turner Broadcasting. We're doing this promotional thing for the Cartoon Network. We'd like to put this up on the side of your building. And we'll give you X amount of dollars for the two weeks or three weeks. Oh, permission weeks or from the uh, building owner. Right. That's my only concern. I, I think if there is a uh, if there was a crime committed, it's a crime of property rights violations more than anything else. But even so, it's like a magnetic board. You can take it down, and there wasn't going to be any damage done. It, they essentially gave it to them. True. Public safety officials are all working together. There's no time for anyone to panic. Go about your business. The individuals who placed these packages should be warned there's a heavy penalty. Storrow Drive eastbound was shut down for a brief time. The MBTA suspended service on the red line. Planned to bus afternoon commuters between Kendall Park and Park Street stations. So it was the government that caused the disruption. It was the government's overreaction that caused inconveniences for people. It was the government's overreaction that caused people to get freaked out. Nobody was freaked out by these signs. It was the fact that the government shut down the streets and started uh, holding press conferences about bombs being found around the city. But as usual, the government gets a pass. It's like they're a force of nature or something, and they're not responsible for their actions. The police are responsible for having called out the bomb squad here. I mean, it just... Do some police work, just a little, little bit. Anytime you get a report of a suspicious device, it's always a concern, says Coast Guard Captain Scott Carr. It's a rubber chicken. We went ahead and shut down the waterways so we could clear the area and keep everybody safe. It's just like, do you hear the mantra over and over Mm -hmm. again? We're keeping you safe, Boston. We're keeping you safe, New York. We're keeping you safe. Oh, we, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, we found these flashing uh, devices around the city, but we've decided to shut down the waterways just in case there's one under, uh, you know, underneath uh, 50 feet of sea. I mean, when, when does it come to the point where they lock us all in padded cells and tell us it's to keep us safe? 
I don't know. I mean, when when is it that we become a world of the imprisoners and the imprisoned? Quote, our device was not an active device. We're still treating the area as a crime scene. There were no injuries. Everyone is evacuated, evacuated properly, and everyone now back to their location, said some bureaucrat. MBTA's Lieutenant Sal Venturelli said police were told about the first package by a transit passenger who spotted it on a column that supports I-93. The parcel was located on an elevated structure above the busway and below I-93 in the Charlestown section of Boston about 8 a.m. So that's it. So because some bus-riding passenger saw a flashing sign that he or she didn't recognize... It wasn't apparent immediately to that individual that this was a promotional stunt. They called in the police, and the police responded to the tune of what they are now estimating was $500,000 in police costs to $750,000 was what they are alleging that these... This well, don't forget, the, cost. don't forget the lost productivity by uh, you know people that are trying to drive trucks in town. Oh, yeah, that wasn't factored in at all. And uh, shipping and, and that kind of things, things that were late as a result. People that were, uh, were inconvenienced by the government's stupidity. You want these people protecting you? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231, the packet8.net toll-free line for you. You can take control of the airwaves, Ian here with you. And Mark? You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The wiki's there, over a thousand pages, created by listeners like you, wiki.freetalklive.com. It's got really cool stuff like the, uh, it's got the fan club for the hosts, and you can go out and read all kinds of uh, fun quotes from us and and that kind of thing. So uh, check out the wiki. What's your liberty issue? Privacy? Register now for the February 2007 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Speakers include anti-Real ID activist Jim Harper from the Cato Institute. Also in attendance will be New Hampshire residents and legislators as legislators active in the fight against the national Real ID. FreeStateProject.org slash Liberty Forum. That's FreeStateProject.org slash Liberty Forum. Register today because space is limited. Oh, my goodness. Still covering the story from down in Boston yesterday about these flashing signs, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force signs that were placed around the city, had sat up around the city for a good two, three weeks before some paranoid passenger on a city bus spotted one and thought it was a bomb for some reason. They called it in to the police. The police uh, exploded in their overreaction to this threat and spent uh, approximately $750,000 of taxpayer money responding to the so-called threat. Getting to use their big toys and stuff. Yeah, it's funny looking at the pictures of these idiots, uh, these bureaucrats, bringing out the dogs. they got a bomb-sniffing dog out, just standing around, looking like they're important, looking like they're doing something to keep people safe, looking like they actually are, are actually worthwhile. Boy, you know, the, all these stories do for me, Mark, is just solidify my disdain for these people. Well, it, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to defend them in this yeah, particular how can position. You, how can you possibly, after a story like this, how can you possibly come back and say, well, uh, we still want the government to protect us. The government, the homeland security, very important. We can't, we can't have uh, the private industry keeping people safe. We need these government bureaucrats to do the job. I think in a world of smaller government that you wouldn't see overreactions like this simply because they wouldn't. It wouldn't be tolerated. Um, but, you know, I mean, we have to have an entire paradigm change at this point where, you know, every day everybody's scared. We're at, uh, you know, caution level magenta or whatever, and, and people are constantly scared, and we live in something that's akin to a police state. 
Now they're looking at suing Time Warner, the parent company of uh, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force Cartoon Network, looking at suing Time Warner, Mayor, Mayor Thomas Menino. So you're going to sue this company because you are an idiot. That's pretty much what they're saying. We're idiots, and we can't tell the difference between a light bright board and a bomb, so we're going to sue you because we're the big bad Boston government. We can do whatever we want to. Sean Stevens, who's 28, and Peter Berdovsky, 27, were charged in state district court with placing a hoax device in disorderly conduct and released on a $2,500 cash bond each. Now, when you're placing a hoax device, isn't the intention of a hoax to cause problems and to make people think that there's a bomb? I would think. Well, I don't think their intention was to make people think there were bombs. No, this is a it's a BS charge. Yeah. And um they know it's a BS charge and that's why they at their press conference afterwards they they refused to talk about it and they only wanted to talk about hairstyles of the 60s. Well, Ed, that was brilliant on their part. In fact, I've got the video here from Fox News of uh, these two guys who've been charged after they were bailed out. There was a press conference. Of course, the press acting all serious like this whole event mattered. Yeah, and I'm surprised some reporters didn't go along with it and ask them some questions about hairstyles from have. the 60s. They should have. Here's here's the story. It's a brilliant response on their part. In the meantime, these are the two suspects arraigned earlier today. Um, the guys arrested. And how they're going to live their lives in the future and how they're going to look at the past. Hold on a second. For example, Afro, I think, comes kind of from the 70s. But then again, there's other styles, like the greased up hair, when they actually use grease. And I'm not totally sure where that comes from. Whether or not it's from the 20s or from the... It's definitely not from the 60s, I don't it's think. Not well, the 60s sort of... We're taking this very seriously. Yeah, please um, don't interrupt. The, the 60s sort of had their... Serious style, after all. Believe, serious uh, stuff. ...evolved into the sort of greased back look of the 70s. But Peter, what you're saying is you yeah, think it maybe came more from the 20s? Yeah, I really think it came from the 20s. It sounds to us like you aren't taking this seriously. You want well, to talk about... Do you guys you have any haircut questions for us? What do you think <laughs> about what happened yesterday? you going to get one? Um... That's a very good question. Thank you. I think my dreadlocks are pretty nice, and they're going to keep growing for a little while. Uh, and I, maybe they'll reach my knees or something. I don't, I don't know. What I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting sort of more due to, um, to get a haircut. Getting my bangs now? Yeah. I've advised them not to talk about what happened. Um, how do you feel right now? Oh, there's the lawyer raining on the parade. Yeah. I feel like my hair is pretty perfect, but altogether I want to redirect this onto the topic of haircuts in the 70s because I want to educate myself about it a little bit more than I know already. And it's like court. We've seen their appearance now. What other haircuts are there? Oh, there's the 60s. I really like the one with the hair sort of curls around to the back. Oh yeah, that's what They've taken comments at that microphone. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think their response is just uh, just brilliant. It actually goes on for another uh, like minute and a half of them just talking about hair and the reporters getting very upset that they aren't being taken seriously. Well, it's you know, it's the reporter's job to to report on what the police do and what uh, so therefore for their jobs to mean anything, the police's jobs have to mean something. Right, because it's not exciting. I mean, it's easy to get ratings when you've got an exciting bomb scare going on. Mm -hmm. But if it really just turns out to be a light bright board and you blow it off, then uh, you've got to find other news to report on. I understand um, their, the reporter's problem there, but I think they should have kept the press conference going with uh, questions about hairstyles from the 70s because people would have watched that. They would have yeah. just watched in awe of what was happening. I mean, even I can just see the 60-year-old um, viewer just sitting there going, what is happening i just yeah. uh, you know 
it, I it's it comedy. Brilliant. It's comedy, and, it and people comedy. do watch comedy. And and it's very funny. And I I got to give these guys credit for uh, for for approaching it from this particular perspective. I think it's uh, an, an awesome idea to just to simply to essentially laugh at the government, even though they're facing these charges, which are pretty serious. The mayor's talking about two to five years per device. Well, um, according to Judge Paul K. Leary, um, he, he told uh, Grossman that according to the law, the suspects must intend to create a panic to be charged with placing a hoax device. It appears the suspects had no such intent, the judge said, but the question should be discussed in a later hearing. So he's just postponing it for when uh, things are a little, little cooled down. But it, it appears as though the judge is following the letter of the law here. Good, and I hope they drop the charges, because these guys were laughing in court, and I think that's the appropriate response. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Laugh at these stupid, stupid bureaucrats. Well, it's it's funny until you have to pay for it, and the people of Boston should be irate. Like, they should demand the job of the chief of police. Whoever made the decision to send out these helicopters and to shut down traffic in the city and to shut down traffic on the uh, in the bay, that person's job should be... I'm sorry, you're an incompetent boob! These are flashing lights. They're all over. Flashing lights are everywhere. If it had been a rubber chicken, would it have been legitimate? One eight hundred two five nine. Are squirrels stuffed with dynamite now? How stupid is this? Yeah, it's really stupid. Apparently, the other cities afterwards. Remember, remember, these were not just in Boston. They were in New York, uh, Austin, uh, Portland, all over the country. Somehow, the rest of these cities didn't didn't go crazy and well, call then, them bomb scares. Well, after it happened in Boston, all of a sudden, the New York decided they wanted to take all theirs down too. So oh, I can see why they would stand in solidarity with their brothers in the uh, police department <laughs> and all that stuff. But you know, I mean, I, I see why they would do that, and it's essentially the reason I said that they're standing in solidarity for the police. Um, the, the police. Oh well, if the Boston police were silly enough to call these bombs, we better take ours down. Let's go to the phones. You take control of the airwaves, Brent in Missouri. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Hey, Brent. Well, actually, a quick comment on that story. It seems like if I were going to plant bombs all over the city, I probably wouldn't put flashing lights on them. You would think. But, um, or you might call in, or you might call in a demand or a threat or something <laughs> to go along with it. One million dollars. But uh, I actually had a different news story that I noticed. I was watching the news around here this evening, and apparently, some uh, Kansas City police pulled over a lady who didn't speak English very well, and um, you know, pulled her out of her car and whatnot. Apparently, she was driving a car with a temporary license tag. Mm-hmm. That was somehow illegitimate, or it wasn't done right, or something like that. And um, I pulled her over, and they're questioning her. And the, you know, they showed the video on the news. This lady just over and over keeps saying, "You know, I'm bleeding, and I have a, a I'm three months pregnant, and I need, I was trying to go to the hospital." You know, and she kept explaining to them that this was a borrowed car, and that she was pregnant, and she was bleeding, and just over and over and over. And one of the choice quotes from the officers, one of them said, uh, "How is that my problem?" You know? Wow. And so, I mean, these people's frame of mind has changed 180 degrees. I mean, yeah, everyone's a suspect. At this point, they're not here to protect and serve us. Yep. They're here to, um, you know, milk us for our money baby. And, and put us in jail. Well, and yeah, and that's exactly what they ended up doing to her. Um, they didn't take her to the hospital. Jeez. After holding her on the side of the road for 45 minutes, they took her to jail, and she delivered her uh, baby in jail, and it died. Oh, because God. Was, she was only three months pregnant. Amazing. And, um, 
So basically, I mean, long story short, now they're on paid leave, and, you know, of course, sure. the chief police is saying, well, this was outside of policy, but you know what? I bet they don't lose their job. I, I bet, bet they won't. They'll get a little slap on the hand, and they'll be right back, in, uh, right back to eating more donuts. Thanks for the call, Brent. Six story, 800-259-9231. The Packet8.net toll-free line. Hour number two is on the way. It is your show, Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Give us a call. It's your show. 1-800-259-9231. Check out the updates at freetalklive.com. You can find out all the important things that happen on Free Talk Live when we add new affiliates or uh, other important happenings. It's really the only way that I find out what's going on. That's updates.freetalklive.com. That's right, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. little under the weather tonight, but uh, still here doing the show anyway. And uh, let's see. I know, Mark, you said you had a variety of different emails. I really do have a bunch of them. We're going to get into those also coming up maybe tonight. There's bad news out of Washington, D.C. The minimum wage bill has passed the Senate at this point. We'll uh, we'll get to that as well. But do you have one of those emails available right now, Mark? Yeah, I've got one right here. It's um, This one's entitled, Ian Can Shove It. Shopping at Walmart Supports Government. Okay. Um, <laughs> Mark, last night I was uh, listening to the podcast of your show on the recommendation of my brother. You see, we're friends of Ian, who uh, last night's show proceeded to criticize our beliefs on air. Well, the blah, blah, blah he was referring to is essentially this argument here. And for it to be thrown to the side is uh, stupid rhetoric. It's insulting. He's comparing local businesses to corporations, which is not fair. A business is liable for its actions where Walmart is not. Now, I'm not sure. I think what he's talking about here is the, the difference between a sole proprietorship and a corporation. Okay. And I would say that the vast majority of people that run retail shops are in business in general, at least seriously in business, not um, quote-unquote in business for the purpose of dodging IRS um, payments. Um, those people that, you know, are incorporated because it's a litigious world out there, and people can sue and, and just cause you all kinds of problems, even if they have a frivolous claim. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people incorporate. Um, I think that uh, local businesses are incorporated, and they enjoy the same protections that Walmart does in that arena. Okay. So I'm not sure I entirely agree with that. Um, Walmart's been given enormous subsidies from the government. In essence, these low, low prices that Ian loves are the result of government force being used to accumulate funds from the people um, people of the land, and then hand them over to the world's largest corporation. How can a local business... Really? I'd like to see what those subsidies are. I mean, if you, if you want to count a, for instance, the, okay, yes, Walmart, like many businesses, is both is persecuted by the government in many ways. In many, for instance, uh, towns or cities, like out in California, they won't even allow Walmart to build a store. And so... I, I can understand, I don't agree with everything they do, I don't agree with all of their policies, but I can understand how they feel like they need to get in control of, uh, of the government as much as possible so they can minimize the damage that some governments are trying to do to them. It's, it's this constant battle that they're fighting, uh, friendly governments versus uh, not-so-friendly governments. Well, he uh, did attach a, an article that uh, goes into that. He says um, in, in the article it lists some things. Free or reduced land price. Local officials can substantially reduce the cost of building new stores or distribution centers by providing land at no cost or reduced price. Um, 
infrastructure assistance apart from subsidizing land purchases. But I think that's offset by the amount of money that they spend trying to get in many cases, stores built in certain areas. It may very well be. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the business is. Um, I do know that Walmart, A, shouldn't be prevented from uh, building anything they want on land they've purchased, and B, shouldn't be helped or assisted in any way by taxpaying dollars totally on land that they've purchased. Um, you know, They should purchase it in the way, same way that everybody else does. Right. Uh, tax increment financing, uh, property tax breaks, state corporate income tax credits... Sales tax rebates, enterprise zone and other status, I'm not entirely sure I go along with this. If Walmart decides to build in an already established enterprise zone, then I, I okay. I mean, I, I'm not saying that I think enterprise zones should exist in a perfect world, but they do exist. I don't even know what that is. An enterprise zone is like Newtown in Sarasota. It was an enterprise zone because it's an unsavory, usually an unsavory portion of town for okay. whatever reason, and uh, businesses are given tax breaks to build there. When Walmart builds in a section of town, that section of town gets more valuable. Okay. So um, I'm fine with them building in enterprise zones and receiving credits there. So I think that that's illegitimate. Job training and worker recruitment funds, um, you know, they obviously train people, and, and it, I guess that they're getting some kind of uh, tax cre- some kind of credit, some kind of money for giving people jobs. Um, yeah, I've heard rumors that they, uh, they get subsidies for hiring the retards. Well, that one I'm, you know, it's not the Which worst. I find hard to believe. It's not the worst program in the world, um, giving, giving uh, tax credits for, um, you know, hiring uh people that are disabled in some way or another. But, you know, it, it's not where I would start slashing government. Um, tax-exempt bond financing. The Internal Revenue Code enables state and local governments to issue tax-exempt industrial revenue bonds in, the name, um, in their name to help finance private activities such as certain forms of commercial development. It, it has much longer ex- explanations here. Right. And uh, if you want me to explain on any of these. No, no, that's okay. Okay. Uh, general grants and cases. It sounds where, like it was ripped off of some anti-Walmart website. It is an anti-Walmart website. Oh, okay. Um, I thought it was an email. Uh, any I'm, links I'm, to the? No, no. You disputed something he said in the email. Gotcha. I went to a linked article that he has in order to back ah, bolster his argument. I see. I don't know his argument. I don't know what Walmart gets. I don't know what Walmart doesn't get. Um, it. You know, it, it doesn't really matter to me that much, but if Walmart is getting grants and those kind of things, then that's wrong. I totally agree, but I, I, I would find it hard to believe that Target's not engaging in many of the same practices. I mean, all these big corporations, whether they be retailers or auto manufacturers, they all try to finagle as many possible government benefits and grants as they can possibly get. There was a story not too long ago, I think it was about Toyota, which is one of my favorite car companies, but when I found this out, I was a little bit turned off. Uh, but again, it applies to virtually every big corporation. What they were doing was they were shopping around. They were shopping around from government to government in different areas to see which government would give them the biggest subsidy to build the to build a plant in that particular town. I can't say that if I was Toyota, I would do any different. Um, the problem, I think it's despicable. Well, but the problem is, is the that problem's the government. The problem is the government's so strong in those, um, you know, this, they're so strong, and so then they can give um, tax breaks to these corporations. They can give right. all kinds of money for them to come and give jobs in their town. Um, I, I would want Toyota to come to my town and. You know, I mean, it just it, the problem is how big government has gotten. Local government shouldn't be involved like that. But 
unfortunately, in an area um, when that go- when government in you know Plainfield does it, then I'm going to say, and if I'm running uh, you know uh, Poughkeepsie, I'm going to say, oh my God, Plainfield got the Toyota plant. Next time, we're going to have to make sure we make a great package for the next mm-hmm. company to come along, because yeah, our voters dem- it, it does it's wrong. Because it's taking my money as a local Plainfield resident, and it's um, giving it to Walmart to give people money. It's it's welfare. It is a welfare program, absolutely. But I don't think it's fair to suggest that the only reason Walmart's prices are low is because of this. That's absurd. Well, I think that... um, I think that it, it goes into how low it is. Perhaps the dollar, tr- um, you know, trash can that you're buying there would be a dollar twenty-five if it wasn't for all the government funding they got and all the ways that they manipulated the government um, funding. I find it hard to believe that it would be such a significant percentage. I don't know. I'm just saying because really the reason why they've got low prices is because of their business model and the fact that they essentially they go to their vendors and they s- tell their vendors, "Hey, you want to be on the shelves next year?" You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to drop your wholesale price, and they they and do the, say that. And if the vendor says, "Well, I don't know how I can do that," then Walmart will send in consultants <laughs> to the vendor to help them lower their yeah, prices. They'll go into the stock rooms, they'll go into the packaging plants, they'll go in and they'll they'll give them suggestions as to how they can change their business to make it more efficient. And if they don't, they're off the shelf and lower the price. So there is there are other factors, and and I'm not supporting subsidies. But just because a, a business is getting a subsidy doesn't mean that I should do the. Uh, that doesn't mean that I should stay away from purchasing products from them. I under I understand where you're coming from. If you wanted to take the moral standing on not you know not doing business with somebody who gets in government involved and all that other stuff, then you sh- you would you wouldn't be able to do anything. Yeah. Because I don't have the time to research every potential store that I'm going to set foot into. I'm sure there are bad things that Target does. I'm sure there are bad things that Toyota does. I'm sure there are bad well, things Well, what that about the local business person that pays income tax? In your, to your mind, you would say that they're doing something evil. They're, pay, they're supporting this big, oppressive government. You can't do business with them either. Yeah, I, I mean, just don't have time to do all this research into the businesses. All I barely have time to do is look at the prices on the shelves. It seems to me that what, what we should do in this circumstance, and I'm, you know, Dale, I, I wish I could do better in defending your argument. I, I simply can't. I, I don't have that big of a problem with uh, with Walmart, but um, you know I, think I have my set of problems with Walmart. I don't like their music censorship policy. There are a variety of things they do that I don't necessarily agree with, but the fact is their prices are darn low, and I need my dollars to go as far as they can. So that's why I shop there. More on the way. This is your show. You take control. It is Free Talk Live. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Free Talk Live. Give us a call at 1-800-259-9231. Hijack the airwaves. Take over. It's your show. Free Talk Live. And go to freetalklive.com. Check out the live stream. We have both uh, you know, a big old broadband stream and we have a little tiny dial-up stream. So whatever it is that uh, you know works for you, we've got it. Live stream at freetalklive.com. And it's free like everything else is on our website. By the way, what's your liberty issue? Is it the war on drugs? Well, register now for the February 2007 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Speakers to include Jack Cole, the executive director of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, Rob Campia, the executive director of the Marijuana uh, Marijuana Policy Project, and New Hampshire residents who are working to end the war on drugs. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum for more information and to get registered. That's freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. So we have been talking about an email that came in from Dale, who is actually a friend of mine here in uh, in New Hampshire. He hosts uh, Free Minds uh, TV, which is a, an excellent pro-freedom-oriented television show here in Keene. 
and uh, you can actually see those episodes at freekeen.com. But he's concerned with my shopping at Walmart. Uh, he's somebody who's very anti-Walmart, and he's sort of taking a very anti-Walmart tact in his email. And I want to get back to it, but Stephen's been waiting patiently in Massachusetts, and you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Stephen. Hello, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? You guys were talking about the events that happened in Boston uh, in the first hour. Yes, mm-hmm. the uh, insane uh, the insane response of the Boston Police Department and authorities for to these what essentially were light bright boards put up around town. And you really came down hard on the government. I really want to take issue with that. Okay. First of all, for instance, with those two young men, they could have charged them with the fact they didn't get their quote unquote licenses or quote unquote permits, and they may have won those cases. Instead, they're charging them with running a hoax, which is clearly not what happened. Well, it, 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 I think that that might, it could just maybe point out more incompetence on the, portion, on the part of the government. What licenses would they have needed? A license to put up a sign? Uh, in Boston? Probably. I, I Most places so. you need a, 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 you know, you have to go through quite a bit of zoning to put up an additional sign. Gotcha. And also this claim that they're going to sue um, Turner Broadcasting, it will never go to court. Because Turner Broadcasting will settle with them for the great amount of publicity that they have given them with this. This is publicity that you really can't buy. Yeah, it was pretty brilliant. Well, um, great for Turner and everything. What about the citizens of Boston who had to pay for the $750,000 for the uh, helicopters and the uh, bomb-sniffing dogs and the Coast Guard, you know, milling about the um, the bay there and that kind of thing? I mean... It looks like, once again, uh, big business wins, government wins, and the little guy gets it in the end. Turner could completely reimburse the Boston government and make a big thing about how they're helping the taxpayer and how they didn't mean to cause any of this. $750,000 is a lot of jack, they man. They did get a lot of uh, not, pu- publicity. Uh, not to, uh, not to um, Turner Broadcasting. To you and me it would be, but, but not to them. I I don't know, man. That's a lot of money. Think about how many times Aqua Teen Hunger Force was mentioned in the show that they were promoting was mentioned in national media. Is it that really going to get that many pe- more people to watch it? I don't know. I don't think it's going to bring $750,000 in revenue. I mean, I know what national advertising's like, and that just doesn't seem right to me. Interesting points, though. Stephen, thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. It'll will be, will be interesting to see what happens I think here. everybody thinks that a commercial is uh, is like a Super Bowl ad that uh, costs $5 million or something, and therefore Turner makes all that money. It's it's not. Yeah, it's true. All right, so back and to Walmart. Turner doesn't get every commercial that runs during um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. A lot of the local advertise, you know, local cable company gets a lot of them, too. That's true. Let's go back to the email from Dale. He's concerned that uh, you and I are both Walmart shoppers, although you don't shop there as often as I do, Mark. I don't shop anywhere. Target Um, guy. Yeah, Target. And I bet you could dig up all sorts of dirt on Target, too. If you were to look around, well, Target's not nearly as big as Walmart. Subsidies they get, uh, probably on on the on on a you know in a matter of scale, probably a, something similar. And you know, I'm sorry, but if I'm going and if I want to go out and buy a big old pack of toilet tissue, you know, 24 pack or something like that, you just can't buy those at mom and pop stores. There's just some things you just can't get because Walmart and Target and these other big chain stores have the buying power and the floor space that is required to offer a, a big selection of products at, a, at low prices. I like low prices, and I like convenience. 
I like being able to get the things that I want all in the same place. And apparently a lot of other people do too. That's why they shop at stores like Target and Walmart. Let's continue with what Dale has to say. How can a local business compete with something um, that is not only liable, um, that is not only not liable for its actions, but receives free money? This is the argument. Um, this is the argument of Walmart eliminating small business. Walmart, as Ian stated, did start off as a small and mom and pop shop with a very effective business model. However, there is no way they could have even um, could have ever become as large as they are today without the government. How is that exactly? I've heard the claim made, but I don't understand it. I guess the subsidies that uh, somehow they're um, they get to unfairly uh, compete against others, and I would guess that if they're the big boy on the block, they can get a larger share of subsidies that they can somehow um, you know manage to negotiate better subsidies. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, but that doesn't explain how other franchise operations have been successful before the explosion of big government. I mean, McDonald's, for instance, Ray Kroc, that was back in the 50s when mm-hmm. that uh, when that started up, and it got pretty popular fairly quickly. I don't think they were necessarily taking handouts from the government, but then again, I don't know. I mean, isn't it possible that somebody has a working business model that can be essentially spread out across the country? Isn't that possible without the involvement of government? You make a good point. Shopping at Walmart is the equivalent of the United States Postal Service, where, yeah, it may be cheaper than everywhere else at face value, but you already spent that saved money when you paid your taxes, or if you don't pay taxes, when everyone else did, which is, um, to one degree or another, using force by voting with your dollar. I propose that by shopping at Walmart, you force small businesses to pay for their own competition. Telling me, um, telling them it is acceptable to you that they are... Um, what they are doing, so long as they keep rolling back prices. Was that it? That's it. 1-800-259-9231. If you can uh, expand on Dale's arguments, the anti-Walmart crowd, if you want to chime in here, I'd like to hear from you. Maybe you can explain to me how it is that without the government, Walmart would have never spread beyond Arkansas. I don't believe it. I wish I could make a better argument for Dale just because he uh, sent me the email and um, you know had the expectation that I'm going to tear you up. I just... I don't believe the. I don't believe it. I, I shop at you know my wife shops at Walmart and. But I, we, we, we've made it clear we're against subsidies. We are. We're but not in favor else? of all these things that he mentioned. And uh, you know. But the, I need to get products at a low price. Okay, consumer demands are what I need to satisfy. My, I need to get my products. I need to get my. Uh, I need to get my uh, bathroom articles. I need to get my home center stuff. I need to get various different products, and I want to get them cheap. And there just aren't mom-and-pop shops around that offer what uh, Walmart and Target offer. Are there? Maybe I just haven't seen them, Mark. There's, now, there, is, there are some stores that are specialty stores that do a fine job of offering uh, specialty items. There's a clothing store here in Keene, uh, Sam's Discount Clothing off, uh, Outfitters or whatever. It's kind of more of a sports uh, store, but they've got a variety of winter clothes and well, that sort of they, thing. They've there. got stores all over. They're, but I can't they're go a big there, corporation. But I can't go there and buy... Toilet paper. <laughs> Where are the, where's the mom and pop store I can go to to get toilet paper in a big bulk buy package at a low price? Where is it? 800-259-9231, because if they've got the same product for the same price, then I will choose the local guys. But they don't exist, because Walmart and Target do it better. More on the way, it's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. 
freetalklive.com. It's your show. Did I say .com? Yeah, you did. But that's our website. Yeah, Go there. Is. Check out the, uh, <laughs> the BBS. We have a uh, bulletin board system that's tremendous. It's bigger than any bulletin board for any radio show anywhere. This thing's gigantic. It's got like 180,000 posts on it. Uh, I think there's 14, 15, 1,600 people on the boards right. um, as members. You've got to we see this thing more, to believe it. It's just more, too much to even read. We'd have more members, but I call them out. So if you've been on the board and you haven't logged in for a year, you get you get junked. Why? Just because I want to keep the member statistics as accurate as possible. Well, that's not accurate. I mean, what if I want to come back after a year and a day? You have to re-register. I, I think that's... I, I registered once. Well, you have to do it again. You're not active. You've got a crappy Goodbye. system. Yep. So there you go. bbs.freetalklive.com. And, of course, uh, all of the features on the website are totally free. So enjoy them. They're on us. Do you enjoy building things? Woodcraftplans.com has hundreds of blueprints for things like lawn chairs, rocking horses, yard shadows, fine furniture, and more. Step-by-step instructions and full-size patterns guide all skill levels. Woodcraftplans.com supports FTL. Please support Woodcraftplans.com. That's Woodcraftplans.com. So we've been talking about Walmart, and we got an email in from Dale who is concerned that uh, I shop at Walmart and... I should feel guilty because Walmart takes subsidies from the federal governments or state governments, or I think it's probably mostly local governments that are giving certain benefits to Walmart in order to entice them to get to their community. In fact, I found a story about the variety of different subsidies that they get. And before I jump into this, I want to point out that, as we've said before, we're against subsidies, we're against government preferences, we're against, I'm against corporations, if it weren't for government, there would be no concept as uh, a corporation. Corporation is a, uh, a a legal fiction that's created by government entities in order to protect the board of directors or whoever it is that's behind the, that particular business. So without big government around, there would be no corporations. We'd have Walmart the business, not Walmart the corporation. At least that's how I see it. So I'm against a lot of the things that Dale brings up. And so I'm, in that way, I'm with Dale. But at the same time, I also live. I also have to live in the real world. And in the real world, I need to buy things. In the real world, those things are only available in certain places. And some of those places are Target and Walmart and other big box stores. And I just can't really feel regretful when I have to go and buy the things that I need. I have to get certain things to sustain life health, health, uh, healthfully and comfortably. And those bu- big box stores allow me to do it at a uh, comfortable discount, allow me to, uh, to stretch my dollar as far as it can be stretched and get some really great products at really great prices. Yes, I would like the subsidies to go away. Yes, I would like the preferences to go away. I would also like the restrictions to go away on businesses like Walmart and Target. So, yes, I understand that they get subsidies, but they also have all kinds of uh, uh, coercive restrictions placed upon them. So I'm sure that balances out to some extent. And Dale's allegation was... Well, it's because of these subsidies that Walmart is able to offer low, low prices, and I think that's silly. But here's the story. From uh, 2004, CNN Money reporting that over $1 billion in government subsidies have gone into transforming discounter Walmart stores from a regional discount store operator into the world's largest retailer, according to a report from Good Jobs First, a Washington-based subsidy watchdog group. Quote, Walmart presents itself as an entrepreneurial success story, yet over a few decades it has made extensive use of tax breaks, free land, cash grants, and other forms of public assistance, says one of their researchers. 
The study, which is funded in part by the United Food and Commercial Workers International Union, found... Hmm, that's questionable, isn't it? Considering that the unions don't like Walmart, and that's the union that's funding the study. Found and that the unions generally try to uh, get sweetheart deals going with uh, local and federal governments as, um, and state governments as often as they can? Sure. Found that 91 Walmart stores have received individual subsidies ranging from $1 million to about $12 million in the form of free or reduced-priced land, job training funds, sales tax rebates, tax credits, and infrastructure assistance, including investments in roads. I don't think that $1 or $12 million on the scale that Walmart works is really much of it's anything. It's jump change. I mean, the, the, the piece of land that you need to build a Walmart with the, not only the footprint of the store, which is just tremendous. I mean, yeah. think, think about what your house costs and then figure out how many houses you'd be able to put in the Walmart. And that Walmart is built better than your house is built. I'm sorry. It's built, yeah. you know, blocks and constructions. It's a flat roof with huge girders on it. You'd be safe from a hurricane in a Walmart. You absolutely would be safe for a hurricane. In, and, and then forget the footprint. You, um, there's the loading out back and the, the driving on the side. There's the long entrance that most of them have. Sure. And there's all that parking. I mean, it's a tremendous amount of land that a Walmart buys. And, you know, depending on the town, that that land cannot be cheap. I can only imagine that in, in some places, million, millions of dollars to buy the piece of land that it sits on. And if governments are uh, are sitting on land and doling it out to corporations like Walmart, then that's mm -hmm. a government problem. And it's also, um, to some extent, the people of the, com the community are just as liable for shopping at Walmart and being bad for shopping at Walmart. They're just as liable for letting their government get away with holding all that land. Yeah. Get involved in your local community government and get them out of the business of holding land exactly land should be privately owned and if land was privately owned then there would be no subsidies involved in walmart buying land then they just go and work a deal with somebody who's got some land for sale they'd make the purchase and they build their store but no in many in many communities the zoning board steps in and says whoa 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 you can't build that store here we've got ordinances mm-hmm yeah, Walmart, you know, getting uh, one or two million, one to twelve million dollars even per store, man, I can't imagine how much they spend in lawyers' fees just from local communities yep. fighting over where the Walmart should be allowed to build on the piece of land that they've probably already purchased in that, some cases. That's, I would like to see Walmart's response to this in that I'd like to see Walmart total up the amount of money that they spend fighting governments every year. Like, you know, let's compare the subsidies they get to the amount of money they spend fighting unfriendly government. Well, it's going to spend it's going to cost them money to figure out these numbers. And then do you want to um, pay for that in your low prices every day? I'm just curious. I'm just telling you. Separately, the report. Uh, OK, here you go, Mark. The, the subsidies, according to the report, and it doesn't say over what period of time this this applies for. And I I believe it's more than a year's time because they are not being forthcoming with the uh, the actual amount of time. It says here that it was uh, the su subsidies amounted to two hundred and forty-five million dollars. Separately, that's nothing. This is a multi-billion-dollar business, and if that's over a decade, then that's really nothing. Separately, the report found that eighty-four of Walmart's distribution centers received an average of seven point four million in subsidies, totaling about six hundred and twenty-four million. Additionally, a database search of tax event now that's to dist distribution centers, which are that's pardon me for the uh, cell phone. phone. Uh, additionally, a database search for tax-exempt bonds issued by state and local authorities indicated that another 69 Walmart stores received other low-cost financing of about $138 million. What was your statement now about the distribution centers? Uh, these distribution centers are... They're just, they have all the product that goes to all the Walmart stores. These That's things correct. are... They're, they're bigger than Walmart stores themselves. 
Yes, they are. Uh, Walmart spokesperson Mona Williams said the group was shooting itself in the foot with the report. And I don't agree with what, what this what spokesbureaucrat says here, here either. She says, we think the report, in fact, I say spokesbureaucrat, it's a Walmart person. We think in, uh, the report, in fact, shows that the subsidies are a great thing for us. Do the math, and you'll see that every dollar invested with Walmart has returned more than 30 for the community. We expect to see lots of other local governments will be asking for that $30 deal. So, yes, it's true. Walmart does deals with local governments. Blame the government. They're just another business trying to get what they can as far as uh, helping their bottom line. I don't think it's the right thing for them to do. But at the same time, once again, as I pointed out before, this is a show, Mark, uh, Free Talk Live, where we talk about ideas. We talk about, personally, I talk about what I'd like to see for America, what I'd like to see as far as getting the government out of a variety of the areas that it's in, and restoring freedom and liberty, restoring private property rights, all kinds of vision that I would like to, to have happen for the United States. But at the same time, you and I both know, Mark, that this isn't happening anytime soon. I- and in the meantime, we have to work in the real world. And that's why you know that I support incremental steps. I'm not for incremental steps, but if one comes up, you know, if we can just legalize marijuana instead of legalizing all drugs, heck yes, let's do it. Let's take that incremental step, because I do understand that I'm living in the real world. I can have a vision for what I want to see happen, and what I want to see happen is for these subsidies to go away. And I want to see businesses be able to make it on their own without involving the government. But in the real world, I still need to buy products, and i got to go somewhere for it. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. It's your show. Give us a call. Talk about anything you want to talk about. And go to freetalklive.com and check out the Shrine of Female Listeners. All kinds of women who listen to the show and prove that they're listening to the show have uh, submitted their pictures, and we put them up there for you. It's Shrine, true. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Yep, and uh, actually we'd like you to support the show by buying some stuff at store.freetalklive.com as well. we got Free Talk Live branded merchandise like hats, t-shirts. Uh, we've got DVD classic archive collection sets as well, and more all there for you. Store.freetalklive.com. Speaking of stores, we've been talking about Walmart and Target and uh, other big box discount stores. And what had prompted all this was an email that came in from Dale in regards to these uh, subsidies that Walmarts get from various different local and state governments around the country. And as it turns out, it's true. Um, They do get subsidies. And I don't agree with that. I don't think that uh, they should be getting the subsidies. But also, I don't agree with the the hassles that Walmart has to face in many different areas. For instance, here in Keene, the zoning board just won't allow them to build a supercenter. Just can't do it. Sorry, don't want your supercenter in this town. No, we have we have three grocery stores. We don't need a fourth one. Yes, we it don't need any. It wouldn't be fair to the grocery stores. We don't need any 24-hour competition for uh, for Price Chopper, because here there's a store, which I'd never seen before. I'd never heard of a 24-hour grocery store besides oh, a Walmart sure. supercenter. I have. But uh, this, the store is a, sort of a northeast chain. It's called Price Chopper. They are 24 hours a day. You go in there after 9 o'clock at night, and they've got one register open. And there's 25 people in the store, all standing, waiting to get through that one register. Now, if they were to allow Walmart to open up the Supercenter, go 24 hours a day, then they might have another register operator. They might actually 
get a little bit competitive because they know they're the only game in town after 9 o'clock at night at this point. Mm-hmm. So who cares if we don't put an extra register operator up there? Yeah, Doesn't right. Matter. If people have to wait in line, big deal. I mean, right. it's the only place they can shop after 9 p.m. So um, more competition, good thing. So I feel, I feel uh, bad about the fact that Walmart gets subsidies. But I also feel bad about the fact that governments try to screw Walmart over in many ways as well. And I don't think that's being factored in here. And should all of this make it so I don't shop at this place? Should all of these concerns make it so I don't go and get the best deal I possibly can? No. I live in the real world and I need to buy products. And the suggestion earlier was that if it weren't for government subsidies, that Walmart uh, wouldn't have been able to expand. And I find that absurd. Uh, because according to the history at Wikipedia's article, this isn't from the Walmart website, it's from Wikipedia. In 1962, Sam Walton opened the first Walmart store, Walmart Discount City in Rogers, Arkansas. Within five years, the company expanded to 24 stores across the state of Arkansas. Wow. And reached $12.6 million in sales. That's in the 60s. So all it took was five years for them to figure out that this is a business that works. They've got a business model that's effective, it's profitable, and it should be expanded. Because if it works in one town, and it helps people get low prices on the products they need, then those there are people in other areas of Arkansas and the rest of the country that could use similar assistance. And it seems to me that uh, this whole uh, local government uh, assistance thing to businesses is relatively new. Uh, I agree. Local governments have figured out that uh, having a big business in their town, giving people jobs, is good for them. It increases their tax base, and and so they want to do that. So governments weren't as big in the '60s. No, they just weren't. People wouldn't wouldn't have stood for it. They wouldn't have had as much taxpayer money to dole out to big corporations back then. So I find it hard to believe that the the allegation is true that it was that if it weren't for government subsidies, Walmart would have just stayed that one store. Would have just stayed Walmart Discount City in Rogers, Arkansas, never got anywhere. I don't believe it for a second. In 1968, the company opened its first stores outside of Arkansas in Missouri as well as Oklahoma. The company was incorporated as Walmart Stores Incorporated. Oh, hey, Mark, they weren't even a corporation for about seven years. In 1969 is when they incorporated. And then they opened their home office in Bentonville uh, as well as their first distribution center. At that time, in 1969, there were 38 stores operating. Wasn't the beginning part of Dale's email about how uh, well, because they're a corporation, that makes them bad. And uh, wasn't there something in there about uh, corporations? And you know, if they weren't a corporation, he wouldn't have had as much of a problem. I, I you don't have the email in front of you, I guess. It, it, um, wasn't there something in there about that? About him? About them being incorporated? Yeah, like the the fact that they were a corporation was uh, was bad, and that allowed them to get more subsidies. Or well, it it, it protects them from. Um, you know, lawsuits, a certain amount of uh, culpability. It made it seem like he wouldn't have had as much of a problem if they weren't a corporation. And indeed, for eight years of their operation or nine years of their operation, they weren't a corporation. Mm-hmm. But yet they still managed to expand to six uh, to 38 stores by the time they became incorporated. So how do you explain that, Dale? And uh, those of you who are anti-Walmart, how do you explain that sort of success? Isn't it possible they just did the right thing and gave people the the products they needed at low prices? You know, I can't. If I were if I was a, a small business, I would not open my doors to the public without being incorporated because anybody can come in there, slip and fall on your floor, and uh, you know the way that this litigious society works, a jury's going to award them you know millions of dollars based on the fact that you're a bad business and they're a poor slipping person. 
He's on the line right now. Dale Good. in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Actually, it's not Dale. It's David. Oh, hey, David. Are you on a, are you on a uh, speakerphone or something? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm, is it better now? Yeah, we'll go with it. Okay. What's up? All right. No. Hey, I was just saying, you know, I'm a resident of Keene, as are you, as is Dale, as is Mark. And, uh, you know... Ian, I think because you just moved here, you are missing one thing, that the people of Keene really don't want a Walmart. Well, I, don't, I disagree. That's, <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. If, if they didn't want one, they wouldn't go and shop there and support them. Center. Why is it that the parking lot is packed full of cars? A lot of them are out of state, if you'll notice, or from uh, various uh, surrounding communities. But the residents of Keene don't like Walmart, uh, resent it going in. They uh, protested it for years. And... You know, they don't want it to turn to a super center now that we have one. I, I just I, that from a point of that from the point of view of I don't think the residents of Keene should be able to say Mark Edge shouldn't live here, and if he does live here, he shouldn't put a plastic lawn ornament on his lawn. Screw the residents of Keene and what they think about I do on my property. If I want to build a store that's going to fail on my property, then I should darn well be able to do it. By the way, how can you make a blanket statement like that, David? I mean, to say that the re- you don't speak for the residents of Keene. Maybe you I know, know some I, I, people. But my feelings on the on uh, what Keen is about is a lot closer in line with the community than uh, yours, Ian. I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, I've lived here. I, I walk around down Main Street, down Main Street, and talk to people and go to camp, the college here, mm-hmm. and well, they love it because it's you know close. But the people that actually live in Keen. Yeah, David, like I, I understand what you're saying. Like, I, I, you may feel the pulse of Keene a little bit more, but let me make an assertion um, that perhaps Ian's a more legitimate resident of Keene than you are. He owns property here, and you don't, right? <laughs> that is that is true. I do pay property taxes. Though. You pay property I mean, taxes because you have to live someplace and you rent that exactly. uh, unit. So exactly, I mean, and I can vote here. I I'm mean, just I, saying this. That part of the argument is completely illegitimate. You really think that the majority of Walmart's customers are people coming from Vermont and Massachusetts? Or outside of Keene? I mean, yeah, Keene's po- daytime population doubles during the day with outside residents. So I, it's I mean, a it's, bad it's, thing that people are coming here and spending money at the Keene Walmart? That's a bad thing? I mean, don't, don't you think that they might come here and then go to a restaurant after they're done shopping at Walmart or something like what that? What about the employees? That's why we have those nice selection of chain restaurants that all the locals hate because of all the traffic. What about the, lo- what about the uh, employees of Walmart? I happen to know one employee of the Walmart, and I know that he's a Keene resident. I know he walks to work. So therefore, Walmart's employing a Keeniac. Um, why the heck shouldn't they... Uh, I mean, what they're doing good things for the community. I don't know. I worked for Walmart once, and uh, they don't. Uh, I don't know. It's not a very nice job. Well, you left. <laughs> Somebody, well, people are staying there, though. They must like it. Well, they don't have an opportunity to go anywhere. Oh, I they're forced to. I oh, my now. God! Why don't they make them shave their heads and wear smocks? <laughs> huh. <laughs> I mean, you're Why just you're taking that, the power away from people, David. It just seems so unfair to me. What do you mean when you say when, that? When you, you say that the people that work at Walmart, they are mindless drones that can do nothing but work at Walmart. They, th- their lives are completely useless other than working at Walmart. And that's just completely unfair to those people. They want to work there. They go to work there every day. 
Yeah, some people like working work in retail. other places, but there's, I mean, it's an employment opportunity, so they're going to take it. I, I could dig ditches for a living, but I choose to work here because it's better for me. I like it more. Right. I go to work well, lot, every day. A lot of people that work at Walmart aren't, uh, you know, people that are, you know, would otherwise be lawyers if they could just find a job. I'm I not mean, saying they'd be lawyers, but they'd work someplace else, and, and they must at think. It's better than digging in a ditch, but it's not better than working at a. Uh, they must think it's better than um, than doing everything. They must be think it's better than doing what they have the opportunity to do. So they go to work there. They're getting in their cars and they're driving there. They're making a choice, David. Well, okay, but it's a choice that. You know, it's not really a choice because they they're uh, given no other opportunity by us. You know what we need to do? We need to have you guys. Uh, we need to have one of you anti Walmart guys actually come into the studio here, so we can really duke it out. More on the way. Hour three's coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Give us a call at 1-800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you need to participate. So give us a call. Need to. You can if you want. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231 is the packet8.net toll free line for you. I'm a little under the weather, so uh, bear with us as we continue to uh, bring you live content. It's my belief that uh, as long as I can speak, I should do a radio show. So here we are. Uh, we were talking about Walmart last hour. We had Dale, or actually we had David on the phone from Keene, New Hampshire, same place we live. They're, uh, they're friends of mine, and we disagree on something. And, the, you know, they're friends. You don't have to agree with, with them on everything. And uh, one of the things we disagree on is Walmart and big box stores in general. Not just Walmart, but just big box stores in general. I like them. And uh, I like the fact that I can get products at a, an affordable price. It helps me. Uh, my dollars... Go further, I can buy more stuff for less. That's a good thing for everyone. And, you know, if you don't want to shop there, then don't shop there. That's fine. And we just got off the phone with uh, with uh, David in in, uh, in New Hampshire. And he was pointing out that, well, the people of Keene, the people of Keene don't want this Walmart store. It's people that are outside of Keene that are coming here and buying things out. And as you pointed out, Mark, well, what's wrong with that? I mean, there, if, the, if that's really true, and I don't believe it for a moment, I think there are plenty of people in Keene that shop at the Walmart. Uh, but I know there's. Country, I know that at the very least, the one employee I know um, that works there, work, it lives in Keene. Right, and so they're giving jobs to people in Keene or in the Keene area, and that's a good thing, right? And it's clear that some people want to shop there because the parking lot is packed. And we go to the phones to Toby, who is also a member of uh, Free Minds TV, which you can see at freekeen.com. Toby calling on the amplifier line in Keene as well. Hello, Toby. Hi, how's it going? I just wanted to call and counter um, David's point of no one wants to shop at Walmart that lives in Keene because I've lived in Keene my whole life, and I enjoy shopping at Walmart because my money goes further, and I'm working my way through college, and if it wasn't for Walmart, I really wouldn't be able to eat as much if I did, as I can like right now. Your eating doesn't count. Walmart's evil. <laughs> you know, like, what about I my shopping? Well, I, my both my wife and I, um, you know, go to Walmart. Some it's it's one of the few things to do in Keene, quite honestly. Um, so you know, I, I go there. Um, do I not count because I'm an inter- interloper? I only I'm, I only moved You've in only six, months five months, six yeah, months ago. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, I I mean I I do love the downtown part of Keene and all those stores, but 
sometimes when I'm doing big shopping experience, Walmart is the place to go. Right. Where um, am I supposed to go? I mean, Toby, as someone who's lived here for your whole life, where am I supposed to go to buy a big 24-pack of toilet paper? Walmart. Yeah, right. <laughs> but what mom and pop stores got that on the shelf? They well, just don't. I guess you could buy, like, the 99-cent rolls that are priced at $4 at the mom and pop store, but it's not the highest quality toilet paper, and it's... It's very expensive, and you can't buy anything in quantity. You know, the fact is, Walmart, uh, Walmart and Target and other big box stores do their jobs really well. They bring low-priced products to the shelves, and they bring a variety of them. I mean, th- there's such an overwhelming choice in so many cases. Have you ever been to the toothbrush aisle? I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> shampoo. It's, it's a dizzying array of shampoo yeah. there. I love it. You know, they're great for low prices and great for getting that done. I mean, if you want... Uh, customer service, you should definitely go to one of the smaller mom-and-pop stores because you're not going to get it at Walmart. Totally. But if you know what you're looking for and you know what you want, you can get it. And if yeah. you don't want to shop there, don't shop there. And you were put, yeah, Actually, I think it was off the air, Mark, that you were talking about this. It was last night about how there's something that uh, local mom-and-pop stores can do that Walmart could never do. Walmart is never going to hire, for instance, let's go and look at bicycles, uh, the bike section. They've got a bike section with a bunch of bikes up on a rack, but the only thing that they can do is get the bike off the rack for you. There's not much else that can be done there, whereas if you want expertise, if you want, uh, if you want customer service... Right. When it comes to bikes um, expertise and you go to the bicycle store, you can find not just one, but several people there that can tell you why this $1,500 bicycle that they have is the very best bicycle that you can spend your money on. And I bet you they're going to warranty that bike pretty well. But at Walmart, all you can get is $150, $50 to $150 bikes that, um, you know, for whatever reason, they're going to tell you are crap and you shouldn't spend your money on them. So, I mean, if you want expertise and you want customer service and you want a specialty type of bicycle, um, I don't know what kind of specialty it is that uh, a $1,500 bike does, but it, Go they, they've got them. <laughs> right. And so there are, there are things that Walmart will never be able to do. They will never be able to take all of those uh, different uh, factors and Im- incorporate them into their store. All they can do is offer products at a discounted rate to people that don't need a lot of service. Right. They can't offer, um, when it comes to customer service, they can't get somebody who specializes in certain activities and knows how to really sell right. an item because it costs more for those in- individuals. Their like, knowledge and expertise. You know, if, if you want somebody who's able to manage that kind of um, department and to really um, put production into selling bicycles, you're going to have to pay them a lot more, and Walmart's not willing to do that. So exactly. they're never going to be able to compete in so, that area of service. And because of that, there's a market opportunity for mom and pop stores to open up. So there's still that's plenty a, of opportunities out there, Toby. I think that's the reason why you don't. we don't need to worry about um, the mom and pop stores so much, because they're still going to get the business. When I want to go buy something that I want expertise in, or I want the customer service, I do and go buy that. And that's why I don't think that there's, and they're even in much danger. If they know how to compete, and that's what America's all about, is competing in the free market, and that's one thing I just don't know why David and others like him don't understand is that it's not hurting them. It's actually helping them because it's driving them customers who want that customer service that can't get it at Walmart. And then, and then as I pointed out to David, I said, well, okay, 
even if it's true that the majority of their customers are people from the outside of the area that are coming to shop at Walmart, doesn't that mean that inevitably more business will be brought to the surrounding areas, to the surrounding businesses, the other uh, the, the restaurants that are in the area as well? If somebody's coming into the city, there's a chance they might go and spend money somewhere else, too. And then he just pawned it off by saying that, oh, well, they're just going to go and buy food at one of those other chain stores. Because apparently there's something wrong with success. In, in the minds of uh, people like David, there's a problem with success. Once you become too successful, you must be stopped. Once you, your business, you've got a brilliant business, like, uh, for instance, Panera Bread is in town, and I know that those guys won't eat at Panera Bread because it's a chain store. Well, somebody started this store in St. Louis, I think that's where it started, and it was so popular that they decided, hey, Let's give somebody else the opportunity to open one of these stores somewhere else so they can make some money, provide some jobs, and provide some food to, pe- to hungry people. You What's know, wrong with that? I, I, there are a proliferation of little coffee shops in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, and I have the option of going to all kinds of little coffee shops and trying different types of coffee. And I must say the coffee's better in some of these little coffee shops than it mm-hmm. is at Panera Bread, but they don't offer the bagel that I like to eat in the morning. I like my Asiago cheese bagel with a tomato <laughs> base. Spread and you hey, got me there, Mark. That's exactly what I get. No, oh, well, you know, <laughs> it's it's very metro. Toby. Here's another here's another factor. Oh God. <laughs> hey, uh, Toby. Here's another factor too. If it weren't for Walmart and Home Depot, I don't know if I would have chosen Keen to live in. Oh, I wouldn't have. I, 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 you can you imagine the stink that I would have raised if there wasn't a Walmart and an, and a uh, uh, Home Depot. Those here? were the two, those were the two big box stores that I wanted to be sure that I had access to when I was choosing an area of New Hampshire to live in. And you know, I'm honest. I'm being honest with you. But it, the people that don't want Walmart um, here and don't want Home Depot here, they don't want you here because you change things every time that's somebody comes in. These people are anti-progress. Yep. They want everything, you know, they want us to, to um, ride horses, apparently, because the cars come from elsewhere, and they're brought in by big companies. Yeah, mom and pops aren't making cars. No, they're not. Um, you know, they, it's just, it's entirely anti-progress. I'm sorry, big companies, uh, it takes big companies to do big things. Yep. Toby, any final thoughts it's for us? True. Yeah, just the fact that what Mark was just pointing out, and you were pointing out that the people who don't want these stores to come in also don't want more people to come into the Keene area. I know all the people that I know that are anti-Walmart are also anti-growth of Keene, period. want Keene to stay exactly the way it it's is. It's such a now. silly get mindset. Off my lawn, kid! Yeah, it's just a retarded <laughs> mindset. You know what? You can fight progress as much as... You can keep fighting and fighting, but you can't really hold it back for too long. It's going to... It's inevitably going to happen. And, uh, and hey, thank have a goodness. great night. Thanks, Toby. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So it's because of the big box shopping that I chose Keen to move to. I said to myself, you know, Keen's a little on the small side, but it's got enough of the big box shopping. It's got enough of the amenities of life that I need to to have access to. That's why I chose to come here. So it's helping bring new people to the area. That's a good thing for growth and the economy. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control. Bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there, we give them away. We do ask that you voluntarily support the show. Uh, We're going to ask you to vote for the show, but right now... 
Podcast Alley's been down all day long. That's why really? you haven't gotten any emails yet uh, asking you to go vote this month. So mm. hold off. You can't vote yet. Uh, we'll let you know when that happens, and uh, we'll clue you in. Again, all the stuff is free, so enjoy it at freetalklive.com. Who's the most pro-liberty individual in the United States Congress? Many people would say that's Ron Paul. Register now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, February the 23rd through the 25th, 2007. Meet presidential candidate Ron, Congressman Ron Paul and other influential people who support your freedom. Register at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. And the tickets... Uh, for the special events in this, really are going fast. I was told that the hotel special room rates are sold out. Mm. Now, the hotel itself isn't sold out, but they had, a, I guess they negotiated a, a package. I don't know much about organizing conventions, but when you set up a convention with a hotel, there's usually a discounted room rate. So if you call up and say, hey, I'm going to be at the Liberty Forum, they'll give you a better price on your room. Well, the negotiated package has been sold out at this point. So that you're going to have to pay a little bit of a higher price to get a room at the hotel, but nonetheless, still going to be We're not kidding you. Really? It's going to sell out. It's still going to be better than sitting in another hotel and having to walk a mile down to or, mm. or, or take a cab down to the, the actual location. Cold. Yeah. So Liberty Forum, freestateproject.org, for more information there. We go to the phones, to the amplifier line. It's Jason in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Ian, I have to thank you for editing out all the commercials on the podcast version <laughs> of the show. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I just had to sit through a couple versions of the uh, commercials, and uh, now I'm I'm burned out. So <laughs> anyway, okay. um, hey, first of all, guys, I I gotta say I hate shopping at Walmart, but I still shop there pretty frequently. Really? Now, why is that? Price, they've got the best prices and best variety of any store in, in my area. I don't know about your area or any other area in the United States, but i got to say that anywhere there's a Walmart, it's going to be hard for anybody to beat the prices and the variety. So so, so what kind of self, self-loathing self drives you to uh, hate going and shopping there? Um, I just don't like the customer service. The oh, I see. level of... of uh, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. If you there, have a question, you usually, sure can't get it answered at Walmart. You, you can't, and, and there's there's usually not the the brightest people, and I, I shouldn't say that because it's kind of mean, but um, in our area, you, there, there's the people that shop at Walmart are probably not the highest class people either, so I sometimes feel like I'm walking through the... Uh, Why don't you go to Target? Manager. I mean, the, the prices are comparable. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They're within a few cents, usually. Huh. Well, they don't carry the same things all the time. And at least in our area, they don't. And the target's a lot further away. I see. You know, um, I was buying some stuff to burn things in my little wood stove. And I I saw the prices on a certain item that I was looking at, and and that was the only item I cared about, at Walmart and then at Target. And it was three times the difference. Are you serious? Yeah. The whole reason I called, actually, was uh, Mark was talking last week, and I haven't had a chance to call him since, but uh, he was talking last week about this uh, contract that he's, he's writing with his wife. Uh, yes, the contract to, uh, um, you know, the baby clear, contract. clearly lay out what the responsibilities will be um, if and when we have a child. <laughs> <laughs> I do I, like I've the got, way guys chuckle when I, uh, guys with kids chuckle when I talk about this. Yeah. I, I've got three kids and married for nine years. Mm-hmm. My oldest child is six and a half, well, about a little over six, almost six and a half. Uh, my youngest one is 18 months old. And I got to be in your court, Mark. I have not 
to this day, as far as I can recall, I'm sure there's been a couple instances, but none that I can vividly recall that I have ever gotten up at night to do anything for those kids. No way. Like there you go, buddy. For you. I know. How Here did you? Why. How did you? How Here. did you pull that one off, Jason? Here's what you. Here's what you have to do. Make sure your wife breastfeeds. Because I don't have the apparatus or the equipment to get up in the middle of the night and feed a baby. And by the time they're done breastfeeding, because she breastfed until they were at least uh, nine, ten months old, and by that time they were sleeping through the night. So when they wake up, she was the only one who could really satisfy their need. Mm, she and had to get up. She, so she had to be up anyway. And I had to be up the next day to work and provide a, an income because I'm the only working person in the house. So what about changing diapers? Sense. Did you ever have to change a diaper? During the daytime. There you go. Usually, I never had a problem usually, with diaper changing. All I said was that I don't want to get up in the middle of the night to change one. a diaper. I see. The ones that smelled bad, I rarely had to take care of those. You've got a hell of a lady, Jason. Congratulations. She's, she's the most wonderful woman in the world, and I, I my best friend uh, has the, the opposite extreme of, of a wife, and, and he always <laughs> tells me how envious he is. Hey, one more thing real yes, quick while well, I got you on, Ian. Uh, I was listening to the thing Monday Night's podcast, and sometimes you say things that make me want to have to call you out, and I hate to do it because I like you so much. It's fine. But I think sometimes you say things without thinking them through completely. Possibly. Well, really? Re- on the radio where we do a three-hour live show, you think we might say something <laughs> we don't think out? Well, but he said it several times in, in several different contexts. Okay. I think this time it, it struck me in a, in a different way. You've mentioned that laws are... And you were talking specifically about the income tax laws, and you've said many times about laws that they are simply words on paper yes. signed into, into existence by these arbitrary people that may have been voted in and whatever, and that, that they really don't hold any weight and that they shouldn't matter because they're just words on paper. That's right. I stand by those but words. I, I think that the important thing to think about when you say a statement like that is that the Constitution is just words on paper signed into uh, existence by a group of men also. That's right. That's why it's non-binding. Well, but I think it's important that those words on that paper are important. So I think what needs to happen, and this is just my opinion, I think what needs to happen is that the laws that are written also have to be, be adhered to, but they also have to be laws that fall under the Constitution. Well, they that's the whole idea. To begin with. Well, that was the, that's the think, whole concept behind government, but they don't do it. I mean, either, right, as, as Lysander Spooner put it, it, as Lysander Spooner put it, the uh, Constitution, as far as uh, the, the big, extensively large government that we have today, the Constitution either authorized this government or was powerless per, to, uh, to prevent it. I agree that they're not adhered to. That the laws don't adhere to the Constitution, but to say that that you throw the whole thing out and don't agree with the laws, then you're also saying, well, throw the Constitution out and don't agree to that. And I think that's a dangerous step to say not to agree to the Constitution, because that's what I think as citizens of this country should be protecting us. And what we need to do is fight to to protect the laws that do adhere yeah. to the Constitution. And you know, Jason, at one stuff. time at one time I felt the way that you did, and, uh, and then I found that uh, essentially the government doesn't care about what the Constitution says, so asking them to get back to the Constitution seems to me to be a uh, fruitless task. 
And I don't if, know if it's asking them to. It's I think something that we're going to have to some, at some point demand, and that we're going to have to maybe someday fight for, or whatever may happen. But somehow it has to happen that we get back to a constitutional. I think that'd be a nice starting point, but the, but the Constitution itself. And thank you for the call, Jason. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I think it's a nice goal to get back to the Constitution, but I'd like to go further than that. I'd like to have a little bit more freedom than the Constitution allows. More in the way, this is your show. It is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Give us a call at 1-800-259-9231. It's your show. And uh, go to freetalklive.com. Check out the wiki. It's like a user-editable editable version of our website. And it's got all kinds of neat things on there, like host pages that are... All of this is stuff is stuff edited by the listeners. So check it out at wiki.freetalklive.com. And it's totally free. Does your company have a bunch of unpaid receivables just sitting out there? Well, try SACL CAI. They do collection in a whole new way. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. They record every customer interaction so you can check their work. Let SACL CAI handle any or all of your account's receivable needs. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 1-800-544-6359. That's 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. You know, I just wanted to uh, throw out a few more comments on uh, this Constitution issue that Jason had just called in about. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like you had a chance to to chime in. I know that you are um, a fan of the Constitution. I, at one time, was a fan of the Constitution as well. And then I came to the realization, as Lysander Spooner put it, that it's either authorized all of the big government crap that we're dealing with today, or it's been powerless to prevent it. So I think getting back to the Constitution is a laudable goal. I think it's an important thing to, to... to do, well, but on the other hand, there are so many loopholes in the You can't the say the Constitution failed to do anything. It's a piece of paper. It's not going to jump up and stop um, politicians or lazy citizens who have allowed this to happen from doing anything. The Constitution can't direct traffic. It can't fly through the air. It can't do anything. It's a piece of paper. It's only the rules written down, and we as the citizens and they as the politicians have all allowed this to happen. We have failed, not the Constitution. It, it, that that much is true, and so that's why I don't trust uh, the citizens or the politicians to do it all over again the right way. You know, if we could get it get back to the Constitution, that would be that would be a major paradigm shift for most of the American people, which have sort of tacitly accepted the Communist Manifesto essentially here in this uh, in this country. To have them shift their paradigm away from this commie ma- uh, paradigm to a more freedom oriented paradigm, it would be an awesome change, and I would completely support that. But if we can get them to go that far, then let's go even further, and then let's start talking about how we can just get rid of government entirely. Because I have no love for government, period. And I, I, I like the Constitution. It was a really good try. It was a good attempt uh, to create a good government. But as time has shown, it didn't work. So let's just move on beyond it and just abolish government entirely. And let's have private law. Let's have private property owned by individuals and uh, have them set the rules for their own property that they want on their property. For instance, a perfect example is uh, the Ave Maria, the town, the private town that's being built down in Florida by the guy from Domino's Pizza. He's an avid Catholic, and he wants to uh, essentially create certain rules 
that are going to apply town wide. And if you don't want to if you don't want to live in that town, then don't live there. I think the same thing could apply on a nationwide basis where individual property owners can set the rules for their property. If you don't like it, don't set foot on their property. I just I just am not excited anymore about getting back to the Constitution. I think it'd be a good starting point, but from there we need to figure out how to reduce the size of government below constitutional levels. It's just how I feel about it. Well, I'd say let's get to the constitutional level, and then we can argue about the semantics from there. Exactly. Let's go to Jay in California. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Jay. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Good. What's up? Great, great. Hey, I'm totally on board with you as far as the libertarian values go. One problem when we don't have government is that you have what are called satrophies. And what I mean by that is you have a local straw boss with most of the goals, most of the, the assets, and he turns everybody into uh, serfs. And so I, I believe that the, the Constitution is important. How, wait, can and, you explain? Wait, wait, wait. Don't just gloss over that. You have a straw boss that does what? Well, okay, for example, if we look at the political landscape of Mexico, they had a very, uh, well, a non-centralized government. Instead, they had local satrophies run by Hacindados. Uh, and these were the, uh, the rich rancheros who had control of all the assets. And actually, everyone else... Below them was, was, you know, like a surf. And the problem is that today, you know, corporations, they are larger than many governments. Walmart, for example, is uh, richer uh, than, well, it's richer than, well, only four governments are richer than Walmart. And many of the, these type of corporations have bought off our politicians. Republicans and Democrats. They have done that. That's absolutely true. Now, I don't quite understand why it is that um, these satrophies, I I guess that's the term you're using, um, wouldn't exist today, even with a constitutional-sized government. How does the Constitution protect me from this occurring now, from Walmart uh, turning me into a serf? Well, that's a good question. If you have a satrophy, for example, let's say there's no government, which I don't like government at all, but you have no government and nobody to protect the people, you have a satrophy. You have the the uh, the local uh, rancher who has access to all of the assets. Right, but how does the Constitution protect me from that? The Constitution doesn't move any assets from the hands of the rancher into my hands. Exactly. That's the trick. You know. Uh, you know. In the old days, when the when the uh, forefathers took over, that's where they felt the federal government should kick in. But the problem was, guys, that in about the 1820s, the uh, the robber barons. You know, surfaced, and from that point on, you know, we were we went downhill. But the robber barons uh, you know, were able to use the government for their benefit, and that's how they could really become robber barons. Exactly, exactly. So you're and arguing against government, but in the same breath, arguing for government. I don't understand. Well, that's that's the paradox. I mean, you know, uh, governments can be bought off by corporations, but without a, without a government to protect the people, how do they face off with the corporations? I mean, you know, it's just, that's a paradox. Yeah, well, it's a paradox we can get rid of by getting rid of government, because it's, just, it's absurd to suggest that the agency that's supposed to be tasked with protecting you, it's absurd to suggest that, uh, that they aren't, for some reason, going to get in, uh, that these power mongers, these satrophies or whatever, aren't going to get in control of the very same agency that's supposed to protect you, when, in fact, then they're going to get in control of it, and they'll use the power of the government to protect their businesses and uh, run roughshod over the rights of the individual, which is what has happened. The history so of governments. So true. The history the of government has been torture, has been murder, has been killing, has been coercion, and I don't see how any of that's going to change just because we get back to the Constitution. 
You're exactly right. All right. That's, that's the paradox is how do we control the corporations which operate like governments? We don't know. Well, the, the only reason corporations exist is because of government. Government created corporations. Government created the legal fictions that are corporations. If it weren't for the government, then all these corporations would just be businesses run by individuals. And how do you control them? You just decide to or not to do business with them. Thanks for the call, Jay. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You and I control the businesses in that if we don't like the way that a particular company is doing business, we can go to their competition. Except when government steps in, and says, oh, well, we need rules and regulations to prevent new competitors from coming into the industry. This is what happens all the time. The existing businesses lobby the government for more rules and regulations, which make it more difficult for a new guy to step in and start offering products and services in that particular industry. And so, in, as we talked about, I think it was last night, the government monopolies, or recently we were talking about how monopolies can only exist with government approval. So without government around, then they, it will be self-regulated by the consumers. Let's go to Dale in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Dale. Hey, Ian. How's it going? Good. What's up? Uh, yeah, I'd like to talk about Walmart some more. Okay. Bring it on. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know. I heard that you guys have uh, had other call-ins and, uh, and such about the subject, but um, you know, I'd just like to touch on some other points of you know, the, the citizens of Keene petitioned. They said, we don't want Walmart here. How and many citizens of Keene? The will of the people. How many citizens? Dale, Dale, and, the I, people, and the people of Keene said, we don't want Walmart How here, many people? Now, Dale, well, you're running to the argument of democracy, and for a libertarian, that's a strange place to run. Well, no, I'm, I'm saying, you know, it, I just don't know how else to get the point across that, well, you know, when, when, when Walmart comes in and gets government subsidies, you were just talking about government regulations, about, you know, keeping competitors out. Mm-hmm. Well, another way to do that is to give such a large corporation these government funds and to let them have tax breaks on their land. And, and, you know, not well, we're not for any of that for stuff. We're not, for, we're not for subsidies. We're not for uh, any sort of preferences or anything like that. And I'll put you on hold and we'll come back to you, Dale. 800 Because he made the claim that the citizens of Keene don't want Walmart. And this applies in other areas of the country where there are these activist groups that come out and they lobby against big box stores like Walmart. I'd like to know how many of them signed the petition. Hey, and if the citizens of Keene don't want smoking in their restaurants, is that okay? This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, even in these remaining moments. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can buy some stuff. We've been talking about retail quite a bit in the uh, the past hour or two, and uh, that's why I want to invite you to join or to buy stuff at amazon.freetalklive.com. Because whenever you buy there, um, then we get a percentage. Free Talk Live gets a percentage of the sale. Amazon.freetalklive.com. They have got probably far more products than Walmart, Kmart, or uh, Target combined. They are the world's largest Internet retailer. 35 categories of products. Free super saver shipping on many of your purchases. That's Amazon.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to Dale in New Hampshire. You're back on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. All right. All right, so Dale, um, you're, you're talking out against Walmart, out against big box stores in general, I think, um, because you apparently... You collects government subsidy. You apparently are anti-growth, you're anti-progress. Uh, is it, would that be a, an appropriate uh, label for you? No, that would not be appropriate at all. So wait, does Target take government subsidies? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I personally don't shop at the big box stores. because so I you I just are anti-big box store. Practices. 
Now, no, I just don't believe in their practices, and I choose to vote with my dollar. Well, wait, okay, I, and I respect that, but what practices, and let's shift away from Walmart, what practices about Target do you uh, not appreciate? Um, I, to be honest, I haven't researched Target. Uh, what about big know, box I, stores in general? If you're against big box stores, what practices of big box stores are you, uh, are you against? I, 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 well, I just personally feel, um, growing up in a small-town community, that uh, when these big box stores come, they, they detract from the uh, quality <laughs> of life that was once here. And you can, you know, I don't know, cut it any way, but that's, I've lived in Keene my whole life, and I've seen the quality of life go down since these stores have come in. So, now, um, now this is an interesting place to be coming from, because it's, it's sort of this, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, it's this... Um, Anti-progress kind of um, yeah. thought process. Now, but it's anti-government progress. I, no, hold on. Know, that it, I, I would say that that's somewhat illegitimate because do you drive a car? Because major car manufacturers often get benefits from local communities for opening up their factories in um, in given areas, so they get subsidies too. Right. Um, oil. Do you put um, gasoline in that car? Because oil companies get um, subsidies for looking for new um, oil reserves and those kind of things. I mean, it's not like you don't do business with companies that get subsidies. You just don't do business with big box stores that do subsidies. Exactly. Well, I can choose where to shop with my dollar. Unfortunately, I can't really, you know, uh, choose a, a different car manufacturer that doesn't get government subsidies. I can't. Uh, you, uh, well, you know, I can't you're you're, you're proposing that people um, not go to Walmart and therefore pay more. I propose that you um, you pay more by, you know, say making a car that uh, runs on some, some kind of uh, alternate fuel. They're out there. They just cost a lot. Well, going to Walmart and shopping at Walmart is the same as collecting welfare. The prices are artificially low. So, for, is, bu so is buying gasoline, my friend. And there's, there's nothing I can do about that. There's something you can do about shopping at Walmart. You choose not and, to not to do what it takes in order to uh, to benefit to. Uh, you could walk. Yeah, you you could walk. You could ride a bicycle. I, I you do could walk. Um, I do you could a get bicycle. a bicycle. I drive as well as possible. I, I I believe that's a good thing to do, and I do it too, except when it's really cold. Um, but you can get an electric vehicle. You can charge it up at the house. You don't have to use gasoline. Unfortunately, being a being a broke college student, I, I'm not afforded the luxury of being. You'd able have to more money if you shopped at Walmart. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I wouldn't. I, you know, I don't believe that. Um, you know, maybe I might save fifty cents here, you know, sixty cents there. Now, but, uh, let's get to know, the I, I, let's get to the anti-progress thing you know? that that I wanted to get to. Now, I want uh, Walmart in Keene. Me does, too. That's does why that I matter here. to you? Um. It, it bothers me, but you're entitled to your opinion, I guess. Well, so, I mean, then Walmart wants to build on their own property, and from a libertarian standpoint, it seems to me that they should be allowed to, and I want to do business with them. So um, well, it, it seems like the, the, the people of Keene rising up and, um, you know, all one or two percent of them that gave a damn, um, you know, right. that, that, that said, we don't want Walmart here. We demand to live in the Stone Age or whatever. Um, you know, those people <laughs> are separating me from doing business with somebody I want to do business with voluntarily. And I think that that's force. Like, what if the people of Keene wanted to take my car and give it to the homeless people? They have forcefully prevented Walmart from building a super center. That land that Walmart's on isn't owned by Walmart, as I understand it. It's owned by somebody who's renting that space to Walmart, because they're in an entire shopping center. If Walmart had their way, I think they'd like to buy a big plot of land, plop a super center on it, and open up um, that in that fashion. But they've been prevented from doing that by the Keene Zoning Board. So in that way, not a, they're not receiving a subsidy. They're taking a hit by this particular Two government. wrongs don't make a right, Dale. 
No, I'm, I'm saying get government out of it as much as possible. I agree. By, but by shopping, by shopping at Walmart, in a way, you're consenting that it's okay to give businesses subsidies. Okay, where and am I supposed to, to get a 24-pack? Where am I supposed to... I, I have to live in the real world, Dale, so where am I supposed to get a good 24-pack of toilet paper? Well, I'm going to tell you this. You know, I get my toilet paper at Hannaford's grocery store. Well, Hannaford's is a nationwide chain. They're tremendously large. I mean, you'd be doing better to shop at Price Chopper. It's, because it's, it's the lesser evil, my friend. Wait, Hannaford's is a lesser evil? evil? Why don't you shop at Price Chopper? They're a lesser evil than Hannaford's. I mean, is it is it the bigger no. you are, the more evil you are? Is that what it is? I, I think it's you know the more the more money that you're taking uh, from from the people. Walmart, I, I don't believe in their business practices. I, I just think as a company they're bad. And by by having that opinion and uh, by not believing in government subsidies, it gives me all the reason in the world to not like them. But but do you just happen to have stumbled across the information about Walmart because because Walmart is the biggest company in the United States, if not the world. So it's got a lot of detractors. Obviously, you, you're the man on top. You're the king of the hill. You're going to have a lot of people attacking you. So I just don't think that there have been as many people doing research into Hannaford's as many people doing research into Target or the other competitors out there. I bet if you did a little bit of digging, Dale, you'd be able to find out that Hannaford's got a subsidy to come into that shopping center where they're at, or that there was all kinds of other malfeasance going on behind the scenes. It's just that, as a consumer, you and I don't really have time to do those things. We just have to go and buy the products uh, at the best place that we can that we can find to purchase them. So well, I think I'm that, one that likes, to, that likes to do a little bit of research and, you know, likes, likes to go in and see if a business uh, it, it deserves my dollar. Uh, the reason why I don't shop at Price Chopper is when they first opened up, I gave them a fair shot. I went to the competition to see if they were giving Hannaford's run for their money. And I didn't like seeing expired meats being sold and being overcharged for stuff and having to go back to the store and having to deal with their, with their crappy uh, customer service, where I've never had a problem at Hannaford's. And same thing at Walmart. But Hannaford's is, is a nationwide chain. Hannaford's, I mean, we, we just came from Florida, Mark. Down there, Hannaford's is called something different, but Sweet it's Bay. still Hannaford's. It's called Sweet Bay. It's the same chain with the same private label, uh, the same sort of layout, the same look. And so you're actually supporting a much bigger nationwide chain by shopping at Hannaford's than you are at Price, Price Chopper, which is a northeastern chain. Well, you know, I like to shop at the farmer's markets and stuff in the summertime. I mean, there's no fresh vegetables or fruits to be bought in uh, January and, right. uh, or February in New Hampshire. So Anyway, I'm, uh, all for, I'm all for shopping at local businesses as long as they're providing a product and a service at a, at a reasonable rate, at a reasonable value. I'm, I, I have no problem shopping at places like that. It's just that there's, there are certain times when you've got to go to the big box stores, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think people should oh, be... You don't, uh, you don't. You don't have to. You choose to because it saves you a buck or two. And you're saying that that it saves buck me or time two as well. Is, is worth, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, destroying much the your world because you know government's bad. <laughs> sold your soul to the you know, devil. You can choose not to act in it in that way, but you, but you do. You go for it. There you go, Dale. Thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you as always. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The toll free number. The packet eight dot net toll free. I just don't think we're ever going to come to consensus. I don't think it's an anti libertarian stance to dislike Walmart. I just don't think we'll ever come to a consensus on this. I I, I just don't. You know, you finally you take a utilitarian standpoint. I have to live in the real world. So where am I going to buy a twenty four pack of uh, TP? And 
you know, to me, Walmart's a very real part of the world, and um, to to run by some standard where I'm only going to shop at mom and pop stores, and I'm only going to buy a regular one roll of toilet paper at uh, you know some inflated price. Yeah. Because it's not just a buck or two; it's a buck or two on one product. Sometimes if it is. If you go and buy more than one product, you're saving ten, fifteen, twenty dollars. If you're saving twenty dollars a week by shopping in a big box store, then that's twenty dollars times four. That's you know eighty, a hundred dollars a month you're saving. That's a grand a year in your pocket. And you know, shopping at um, the local grocery store isn't really uh, not the local groceries. The the nationwide grocery store that happens to be in your market, just because it's been there for a long time, yeah. isn't the lesser of two eels. You know what you need to do is you need to go to the local convenience store that's run by um, a, a person there in the biz- in town right. and you need to buy your toilet paper one roll, roll at, a at a time because <laughs> it's more moral <laughs> I, I, i'm just saying that this line of reasoning spirals down into a insanity right. and what what he's um, choosing to do is stick his peg in that spiral of insanity a little farther down than you are that's all yeah. all right good show Benny in here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online in between tonight's and tomorrow night's show at our website at freetalklive.com, where the conversation continues on the bulletin board and more. I can bet there are going to be some Walmart posts tonight. Oh, yeah. This is your show, and we'll see you tomorrow night. It is Free Talk Live. Do you like to build things? Have you ever cut wood with a tool? Are you tired of poor quality goods found in the Megalomart? If you answered yes to any of these questions, woodcraftplans.com has a fun project for you to make. We have hundreds of blueprints and patterns which can help all skill levels of craftspeople make wooden lawn furniture, bedroom furniture, yard decor like wishing wells and shadow figures, rocking horses, and a lot more. Visit woodcraftplans.com today. Get a plan and start building. That's woodcraftplans.com.